I've written a book. I wrote it with Rama Prasad, and the book is uh, Be In Your Element. The reason I wrote this book is because uh, understanding how our body works and our mind works has become relatively complicated because the world wants to create uh, online training programs and books about health, but they don't want to differentiate each human being's idiosyncrasies because they just don't know how. We seem to have found a way to differentiate people, uh, such as in human synergistics, by their character traits and by their uh, responses to different stresses, but without considering the flexibility of the mind and the adaptability of the mind and the ability of the mind to grow. So we've made a mistake of, of, of fixing the character qualities of a human being uh, into boxes, and yet we still leave the human body somewhat generic. We call it, you know, whether it's, you say you can go to do a triathlon or go to CrossFit or go for a swim. And sometimes the advice we get on what to do to remain healthy from the inner side of the Eastern teachings, what we do to remain healthy from that aspect doesn't necessarily marry with the goals we have, which are to live long, uh, to have um, a functional, healthy, happy body all the way through to the end of uh, our existence and um, to be able to go walking in the Himalayas when we would like to or go for a swim with the kids or play on a trampoline. And all of the inner stuff, uh, all of the advice we get is you can be anything you want physically as long as you go to a good physiotherapist, which is absolute rubbish. Uh, the reason that people find it hard to characterise the physical side of our best fit is that it, uh, there's so much information crosses over. There's a crossover between your career and what you do in your health program because a lot of busy people don't have time to be dedicated to sports such as triathlon, which take many, many hours in a day, is swimming, running and biking. Uh, which is really, you may as well tie up two hours a day in, in good training. Uh, a, a lot of, there's, so there's the, the work side of things. There's the mental side of things, which is if a person is academically uh, uh, working on a computer and delivering PowerPoint presentations or summarising or reviewing notes or writing, the thing they need to be doing in their sport is competitive. They need to be interacting in a, in a competitive physical way with other human beings, not with themselves, but quite often what an individual will do after they've been writing all day is go for a walk by themselves or go for a run by themselves or go for a training by themselves and continue the process that they're adapting to, which is being a competitor with self. And this is a very internalised process and it's focusing on how do I feel and it's not necessarily... The, the most balanced or healthy way. So there's the second one, is how much intellect we use. Firstly, it's our career type. Secondly, it's intellect. The third thing is about a diet. And, um, you know, if, if you have more than a few drinks at night, the opportunity to do much exercise first thing in the morning shrinks. 
and it goes to things like riding a bike, but it doesn't go to anything that requires jumping up and down, like jogging or skipping, or and or it may even um, uh, uh, leave you uh, only able to go for a swim in the morning. Uh, so a big eating at night. So diet affects our choice of sport and exercise programs, and relationship does too, because. We may spend a lot of time preparing our body to meet somebody, and then when we meet somebody, we may not spend the same amount of time uh, worried about our body. So our, our health program will shift in and out based on our ego, based on our impression we want to give other people. And therefore, you see a lot of people lose weight, put on weight, lose weight, put on weight. And when they're losing weight, it's because they want to impress. They, they want to not only feel good about themselves, they want other people to feel good about them including their own spouse or others, and sometimes they feel good about themselves and they don't give a shit about what other people think and they start putting weight back on. So the whole um, um, characterization of what's, what is generic, and they've even tried doing blood type diets and they've done all sorts of things, but how do you combine diet and exercise and work and mental state? How do you combine all this to choose an exercise regime and a sport regime and a health regime that's right for you? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question uh, because I have an answer. Many, many years ago, long time before medicine was separated from psychology and psychology wasn't separated from work and work was not separated from family, long, long time ago when a person was a whole person and not broken into these uh, compartmentalised fragments which are in some senses ideal for the specialist but, but poverty for the individual themselves because it makes us so fragmented and broken... A long time ago, this was all one united thing, and they called it constitution. Now, your constitution is, is basically the imprint of your soul, and I don't know how spiritual you like getting on these podcasts, but I find it hard sometimes to mention certain things without mentioning certain other words. Deep inside us, there's a template. And that template is not psychological. It can't be. Because otherwise, if the template was psychological, we would die with the same knowledge we were born with. We would die with the same consciousness we were born with. And God help us, that would mean that the planet didn't evolve. The fact that we are born malleable psychologically, mentally, and uh, is, is a reflection of the fact that we are here to evolve and... Therefore, defining ourselves by anything mental is a really sad and, and obscurative uh, blockage to the development and growth of our evolution. Defining ourselves physically, uh, on the other hand, seems to have been a, 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 a really a much slower process of evolving the human DNA. We evolve, as it's proven, through virus. And most of those viruses are unseen or unheard of by us. I know we have um, uh, pandemics and all these sorts of things that come and attack us and colds and flus and, and what have you. But the, the development of the human DNA over a long period of time, the DNA chain, can be shown that 
the, the original elements of the DNA chain are still there. We're just modifying it as we go along. And we're learning to intervene in that to help repair broken bodies and what have you. Therefore, back when before the fragmentation era, when everything got broken into its specialised parts and people ran away saying, I know what the brain does, but I don't know anything about the body. Once upon a time, these were all uh, uh, one topic. And at that time, we were defined by our body. And it's understandably so, because if you were short uh, in stature but very heavy-boned, your body would be ideal for doing things that required a lot of heavy lifting. Um, and it would have incredible endurance for um, what we would call weightlifting now or CrossFit, but would have an incredible capacity to, for work. If you were born really tall and lanky and thin-boned, then work, hard labour, would probably not be the ideal thing. And you might get the job of, I don't know, uh, intellectual leadership or uh, scientific exploration. So the categorization of human beings into body types had a convenience, but it also had a science behind it. And the science is, uh, is called Ayurveda. Ayurveda is the ancient art of, that is um, behind acupuncture. It's behind all herbal remedies. It's behind 100% of homeopathic. It's behind all um, contact um, um, therapy, such as massage, <clears throat> as I said, acupuncture, uh, acupressure. Um, it's behind the whole science of uh, mind-body healing, vibrational healing, music healing. Pythagoras uh, used um, um, vibration as a healer, so Pythagoras was right into Ayurveda uh, very deeply and studying the stars and the vibration of the stars and studying the human body. And in Ayurveda, the way they categorised each human being was to categorise them in five different elemental states and to say that a human being was made up of five elemental states in different amounts. So they, so they would say, for example, this person has a lot of earth in them, uh, this person, and, and they have a, uh, some water, they have a lot of fire energy, uh, they have some ether, air and ether. And they were the five elements. I'll go through earth, water, fire, air, ether. So if you took, um, um, uh, let's say, ice and you heat it up, it goes from earth, solid, to water, to boiling, which is fire, to air, vapour, and ether, invisible, disappeared. So it's just by adding heat or subtracting heat from it, you can bring it down through the elements. And so basically... The, the Ayurvedic, uh, the ancient medicine system, which is behind 99% of all alternative medicine and most allopathic medicine, the, the science behind it is Ayurveda. And Ayurveda divided each human being into five elements. Each, of, each human being got those five elements in different quantities. So the earth person got a lot of earth. The water person got a lot of water. The fire person got a lot of fire and the air person, etc. 
That doesn't mean they didn't get all the other elements as well. Otherwise, uh, if you didn't get a lot of earth in you, you wouldn't have bones. If you didn't get a lot of ether in you, you couldn't think outside the square. If you didn't get a lot of fire in you, you'd have no energy. And if you didn't get water, you'd have no compassion and caring and love. If you didn't have a lot of air in you, you couldn't network, communicate, talk, um, inter interconnect with other human beings. So each of the elements represents not only a physical elemental makeup of a human body, but each of the elements also represents a constitutional quality. So an earth person is very grounded. Um, they're ideally suited to certain types of work, which is property development, um, uh, numbers, accounting, things that require uh, a significant amount of uh, uh, rational thinking. Um, an ether person is... Uh, a person who can think outside the square, a visionary who could spend all day in, uh, imagining the possibilities of things uh, and never do one earthy thing all day and still feel happy. An earthy person, if they spent their whole day doing ether things, because they don't have a lot of that ether energy, they would be exhausted at the end of day doing vision work. So each of the constitutional elements represents... Uh, a, a, a capacity to do something a lot. So let's just go through the five and then I'll give you the body types to marry with them. The earth person can do a lot of number crunching, do a lot of uh, building, a lot of construction, a lot of things that require grounded, real, uh, tangible work. The water person is a caring nature, so it, they could be involved in... Uh, anything to do with social development, anything to do with kindness, care, nursing, hospitals, um, rescue, anything that requires safe and, and ha family life and all these things. The fire person is about change because they have a massive amount of energy and it just doesn't rest. So fire people are change agents, marketers, sales, uh, great uh, turnaround consultants, fire. It, it, the, the air person is a communicator. They, 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 they can multitask. They love networking with people. They, get, they are best out in the world networking, teaching, communicating, sharing. Uh, advertising would be a great medium for uh, an air person as an example or a teacher. And last but not least, the ether person, as I've already explained, is, a, is an imagineer. They spend their life imagining things and uh, such people as Walt Disney or uh, people who are really brilliant at coming up with uh, ideas that no one ever thought of before but then having other people around them to bring them into reality. So in a pure sense, uh, you could say the world is divided into five body types. But of course, what I've said before is each body has a piece of each of the five elements in it. So it can't be, you can't have an air person, you can't have a water person, you can't have a fire person, you can't have an uh, a earth person. What you can have is an earth person with mixed amounts of the rest of the elements in them. So they could be an earth, water and the rest. It could be an earth, fire and the rest. So there's dominant, secondary, and all the rest. Some people, um, as, uh, and I've, I'm, I know these people in my coaching uh, portfolio, have equal amounts of all five. 
and so they've got equal earth, and so they're very good at big volumes of heavy lifting in life. So they can take, they can handle lots of family, lots of networking, lots of communication, lots of thinking outside the and it's, and it's very confusing for that person. So I think uh, what's 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 important here is to realise that the character that we're born with from a constitutional point of view is the character we die with from a constitutional point of view because it's our bone structure. And that soul template uh, in, in, in born into our body before we arrived on earth that defines the journey we're going to go on on earth if we're going to express our purpose to its fullest. And understanding this is really important because here's some reasons why. One, it takes a shortcut through the options that we have an ever-increasing number of options. What colour walls do you have? What sort of bed do you sleep on? What suburbs do you live in? What car do you buy? What colour car do you have? What socks do you wear? What uh, skirt do you wear? What colour hair? What hair does... What work do you do? How do you do that work? What sort of a boss are you? What sort of a uh, partner are you? What, what sort of sex do you like? All of the things. What sort of food could you eat? What exercise program is best for you? If you want to cut through all of that mire of guesswork and experimentation experience, you go to constitutional analysis. And the simplest form of that constitutional analysis, apart from going to see Rama, my um, uh, uh, colleague, uh, who I wrote the book with, and he is an Ayurvedic doctor from India, is to read the book Constitution Analysis or Be in Your Element that Raman and I wrote. Um, if you'd like a copy of that, just please ask. Otherwise, um, for most of the people I coach, it's already been delivered to you. Maybe it's a good time to go back and have a squiz and a read through it and do the constitutional test that's written in the front end of the book. You can test the office constitution of the office you work in. You can test the constitution of your family, the constitution of the house, the constitution of your car. And you want to try to get an alignment between your constitution and the environmental constitution that you're making your uh, brand and making your life in. Now, this is all part of organised, supervised, deputised. Organised, supervised, deputised means let's not repeat and repeat and repeat low-hanging fruit. If we can systematise something, if we can take something we do every day and make it a system. For example, in my house, when my partner comes in the front door, she, she brings her bag in from all her sport, usually three bags of clothes that she's worn for running, biking and swimming, and she brings them in, she dumps them at the front door. And I say to her, sweetie, the best thing we do when they come in the front door is empty the bags at the front door, let's see what goes in the laundry and what doesn't, and let's organise, supervise, deputise so we don't run around the house two hours later trying to find where everything's gone. So we, we create systems. Where do we put the car keys? Where do we put uh, all the bike charging uh, cables, which we have hundreds of? Where do we put all the spare parts for the bikes? Where do we put helmets? We, we have systems in the house in order to save us time. So we don't repeat, repeat, where in the hell is, where in the hell is, where in the hell is. We have our bike gear in one place so that it's all organised, ready for the next bike ride. So constitutional analysis is just another way of organised, supervised, deputised. It saves you time experimenting, and which is at the cost of your longevity, by the way, with what is the best sport, what's the best diet, what's the best colour, what's the best lifestyle for you to live so that you can really get out there, present a brand 
and get the goals that you want delivered, be a benefit to other people in the right zone and feel authentic in the process. This is Chris. Have a beautiful day. Bye.